podcast time well that's right ben for tools is proud to present a home improvement podcast my name is adam you all know my co-host jordan good day jordan adam how's it going my man <laughs> man <laughs> i love it when you call me that uh it's going really well well um, i wanted to say uh i didn't I, I i guess the press release is out so i guess i can say this now yeah. Con- congratulations i guess i should say adam Dietz, the uh nominee for president of the united states <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> well, isn't that why you went to South Dakota? You did like the whole backdrop and you did the press conference right in front of the the monument and everything, Mount Rushmore, and trying to like bring us back to the you know the men of integrity and all that kind Boy, of stuff. I tell you what, I'm about two sentences away from us just starting over because this is is an all-time bad bit. But yeah, Jordan, I'll take the bait. Uh, Yeah, I went to, uh, boy, you could have gone about that any other way and it would have been better. But uh, I I did go to South Dakota, uh, a little trip with my family, South Dakota and Wyoming, uh, and I had a great time. Whoa, Wyoming. You didn't tell me about that. Well, it's uh, it's like 45 minutes from, uh, well, not quite that close, probably about an hour and 45 minutes from where we were staying. So we zoomed over there and went to the Devil's Tower, which is uh, pretty, ominous sounding. Pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, it's uh, I have tons of facts for you, but we'll talk about those in another time. Uh, it is uh, probably best known for being in the Spielberg movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. But um, it was awesome. Yeah, I... Uh, I've never spent much time out there in South Dakota or Wyoming. Uh, and when I say much time, I mean any time. <laughs> so, I was going to say. It was, uh, yeah, it was great. I uh, just saw some, some of the most beautiful stuff I've, I've ever seen and uh, was fortunate. Now you're moving. To, to be able, no, fortunate to be able to go with my parents. But uh, no cell phone service out there. Uh, and, you know, as much as I might try to spurn uh, our, you know, desire to be on our phones all the time and social media and so on, uh, got to have service you know you got to be able to, to to have service on your phone so that was a that was an obstacle and that's probably why i won't ever move out there but everything else is great you know it's perfect and there's like no mcdonald's or starbucks mostly which is i, <laughs> well, I also like life starbucks is, so, life is yeah. really hard for you yeah. sometimes isn't it but it was uh, yeah it was an awesome trip and uh i think we have some listeners or at least a listener in south dakota and uh just one what, i tell you what that's god's country out there that's beautiful um mm. you might not associate south dakota with beauty but you should start right now. Mm, yeah, we should send that into South Dakota Tourism Department. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what their motto was. Um, it wasn't as good as Pure Michigan. I'll tell you well, that nothing much. is. <laughs> they didn't have Tim Allen, although for the right price, I bet he would do it. <laughs> He's not a sellout, is he? Um, I mean, everybody has their price, Jordan. All right, all right, all right. Well, I will tell you one thing. I didn't, I didn't go to South Dakota, but I will. I was hoping you were done after that presidential thing you tried there. <laughs> I was hoping that was the surprise you had for me. Well, I told you a bad one and then a good one. So was that, I the, guess was that the bad one? I'll let you decide. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I will tell you that I was literally about two minutes away from Richard Carn. Richard Carn's car, not Richard Carn, but Richard Carn's car. Keep going. 
Well, in celebration, they uh, have a yearly exotic car festival type thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, my father-in-law actually texted me the link to this. They had a, a bunch of celebrities' pictures on there. So he thought Richard Karn was going to be there. But yeah. then I read, and it said Richard Karn's car. So <laughs> that was they couldn't, pretty... they couldn't even get Richard Karn the person? They just couldn't no, get the car? No, nope, they couldn't do it. And then they also had, um, oh, man. Oh, Christopher, is it Christopher McDonald? The guy who played Shooter McGavin, yeah. the guy yeah. in uh, For Whom for the Bell Tolls. One of our yeah. favorite episodes, Jordan. Yeah. So his car was there as well. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so you're t- you're, they're not getting any Kardashian cars. That's kind of what you're getting at, right? No, it's, no, yeah. no, no. I mean, it's a very small downtown. Sure. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I, for a moment, I was near a car that the Karn Man created. So there's was something. It, what's, is there anything like Karn or Borland centric about the car? Like, is it like flannel? colored or does it have like a fake beard on the grill or something all of the all the seats are flannel oh cool <laughs> what kind of car was it do you, do you know i uh, no, i didn't actually go to the festival because he wasn't there so i was kind of yeah, but you clicked on the link oh i didn't do much research i saw <laughs> i okay. saw that it was his car and not him and i got real like disappointed and i just kind of exited out of it that so. makes sense yeah we've all been there yeah um well that's something isn't it yeah, <laughs> something, something. I could just feel his presence near me. You know, we've really bonded ever since that interview. You so. should have called him immediately after. <sighs> well, I didn't know if I should use the cell or the house phone. Okay, it's Jordan. <laughs> uh, so you got your whip in celebration. Are you here? Are you gonna pick it up? Uh, yeah. Where Where are you at? Uh, okay, Jordan. Uh, so far, so good. I want to transition uh, into something sort of different. Oh, uh, cue the music. Mm, not unless it's kind of negative, nasty music, because, Jordan, I'm a little bit cheesed. Uh-oh. Yeah. This is uh, a new segment. Adam gets <laughs> cheesed. Usually I just complain throughout the episodes, but now I'm going to... Focus it, in it into a couple five, minutes. Five minutes. I don't know so, if that's better, better or worse. Well, if you don't like it, you can skip through it. If you do like it, you could probably just listen to five minutes and be satisfied. Jordan, I'm cheesed. All right, let's hear it. I'm... Uh, I'm I got a I got a beef, I'm cheesed, I'm steamed, I'm PO'd, I'm generally angered. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm troubled. I'm troubled. Okay, alright, well, tell me what you're troubled about. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about starting a little bit of a riff. Uh-oh. With a publication. Uh-oh. Online. Okay, go on. I'm not going after The Ringer. Although I have problems with them. I'm not going after ABC. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, this is good. putting Bill Simmons on blast again. <laughs> yeah, I hate Bill Simmons, even though I listen to every one of his podcasts and have all of his books and follow him on all social media. Uh, uh, I'm not going after GQ. I'm not going after Deadspin. I'm not going after Forbes. Oh, where are you going? Country Living. Oh no, not Country yeah, Living. I know. I got to do it, man. I got to do it. I got to right. do it. All right. They, what'd they do to you? One step too far. One step too far. I can't wait to hear this headline. Uh, okay, so just to kind of, let's give some background on where this is coming from. So, mm, I'm going to say a month ago, they published that article about uh, Tim Allen's breakfast in front of the last man standing sign. That was strike one. That was strike one. I mean, funny for us to talk about, but that's not content. <laughs> What's strike two and three? Well, okay, slow down, first of all. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, strike two was when they uh, didn't attribute uh, Patricia Richardson's uh, information about uh, why she left home improvement, when they didn't give us credit for that. Oh, was that the same website? 
All right, well, then I'm cheesed. Not yeah, you're cheesed. You, you, now you got all the facts. Now you're getting mad. Mm. Uh, so that was strike two. That could have that could have been all three strikes as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Strike three, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, they published an article that says Home Improvement is now streaming. Cancel all your plans. Uh, referring to Home Improvement streaming on Hulu. Jordan, do you want to know when Home Improvement started streaming on Hulu? I mean, a long time ago. September of 2017. <laughs> so about 18 months late on that. Uh, you know, I, my, my problem is, if they're going to try to be on our corner, bring the heat, you know? Do better. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I got, I'm troubled. They're trying to take all this Home Improvement content. They're, in many ways, they're not giving us credit for our content. Uh, and uh, they have like 500,000 Twitter followers, and I'm a little bit jealous, frankly. So, I'm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you're just mad because people actually read them and pay attention to them, and yeah, no and one does to they're us. They're mistreating their audience with bad information. I mean, they're 18 months late on the streaming stuff. This, is not, this isn't new. This isn't new. So, yeah, Jordan, I, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, I don't know, some pot shots might be coming down the road. Um, wow. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be respectful. Uh, I'm <laughs> no, you some, won't. No, you I'm won't. Gonna start with some, I'm going to start with some, some friendly barbs, but um, we'll see where things go, because right now uh, I'm none too happy about things. You know, they always say that any press is good press. Yeah. And they, you're about mm-hmm. to make some bad press for us, but it might turn out to be good press, so we'll see how it works out. It's going to work out well. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> in my mind, I have us both kind of coming to a mutual understanding and then... Uh, them sponsoring us <laughs> so that's kind of how i see playing out but we'll see what happens <laughs> well uh i know why you're cheesed i totally get it i think uh your hopes are maybe a bit far-fetched but you know what we're dreamers so we might as well dream they may say that we are dreamers we're not the only ones uh mm. and with that jordan let's get in the episode this week all right episode 121 Future shock, which is what's going to happen to country living. They're going to be shocked. And, and this yeah, they one, are. This one was written by Elliot Schoenman and Marley Sims. They lasted the longest day. A laugher if there ever was one. Oh, man, yeah. Aired September 24th, 1996. Adam, how many alternative titles do you have? Country Living actually just did an analysis on that episode, um, but they thought it came out. They thought it came out two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I have four titles. I do as well. Perfect. All You're right. gonna hate all of mine. No, well, you might not like all of mine either, pal. All right. Uh, all right. First one for me. Early bird gets the workout. <laughs> Off to a good start. How about? I dream of routini. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's good. Uh, kind of like rotini. Um, yeah. All right. The jacked geriatric. <laughs> I love when you do alliteration type stuff. It's good for me every time. I want to ride my tricycle. You're going to have to explain that one to me. Oh, like uh, the, the Queen song? Yeah, that's correct. All right, got it. Delayed. Uh, you know it was a good movie? Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody? Rhapsody? No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> all right, next one for me. Sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare. Mm, we should do covers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All what right. do you mean? Well, I think, you know, we can do some covers on YouTube and get oh, popular okay. that way. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I'd try any anyway because this isn't working. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Uh, perhaps this maybe gives a little bit of how I feel of the episode, but it's kind of a reference on the last episode they wrote together. The longest episode. Ooh, savage, man. We don't usually go that hard at the at home improvement. That was that's tough. But sorry, hey, man. it just you, fit. You, you feel the way you feel. If the shoe right. fits. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is a satisfying homage to something we're gonna get later. Uh, last one for me. Really, really good. Uh, and this is an important part of the episode. Fried sickle. <laughs> oh. How does wow. that feel? Try that it's out for size. It's, it's real good. My last one, another singing one. Let's do the time warp again. I like that. And I like that song. There you go. There's cool. eight alternative titles. All better than the episode of which they're named after. Mm-hmm. All right, let's open on tool time with stuff that's stuck. Nails, mm-hmm. screws, bolts. They're all tough hard to, are all tough to remove. So they've got uh, some demos. With some strip screws and some other things. Uh, you know, strip we talked about... Screw, strip screws, huh? You're bringing in some uh, expertise, <laughs> are you? <laughs> I've stripped a screw or two in my day, so this would be helpful for me. This is one of those ones where it's some a little bit helpful that we could probably use, except for maybe the blowtorch stuff that's going to happen in a minute here. So Tim is doing some foreign imitations while he does these things. There's some cat noises because they're using a cat's paw. Well, that was uh, fun. That was funny. Now, cat's paw, <laughs> Jordan, is that... It's the same thing as a crowbar? I think it's a smaller version. Okay. Um, to which, to that I say, rock the cat's paw. <laughs> Why didn't you make that an alternative title? Mm, I just figured I'd write it down, save it for the episodes. You know, alternative titles, we always have a lot of really good stuff, but sometimes we get to the episodes and we've used it all up, so. Hey, uh, well, you've already taken out so much of your gripes to put at the start of this episode, so we got to leave some I'm stuff not allowed to complain much more. I kind of used that already, so. That's true. All right, so Al's father's tricycle has some rusted bolts. Uh, they try to use some oil to get it off. It's not working, and they then bring out a blowtorch, and it lights everything on fire. It's uh, bye-bye Trachy, you know? The, uh, you know, they bring out the fire extinguisher and, uh, you know, the fire goes away. But the burn really isn't commiserate with the, you know, we see it burning for probably five to seven seconds. And then when they cut to it after the uh, extinguisher, it's like completely charred. doesn't really sync up. I don't know if you noticed that, but. Super hot fire. I guess so. And like it, the bike had time to melt in that short amount of time as well. I don't know. <laughs> also, the bolt, the bolt falls off, right? So, yeah. Satisfying I mean, ending. Definitely super satisfying. That's the cold open, and it's pretty hot if you ask me. Oh, a little too hot for Al's tricycle. Mm. Al should know better than to bring his father's uh, tricycle in. Yeah, don't we, bring anything of value. We've been doing this for like six years. Come on, Al. Also, who has their father's tricycle? You know, like, it's one thing to have, like, I don't know, a hat of your father's or something, but tricycle. That's, where do you uh, where do you think he's storing this? Because he has an apartment, and I don't think he has a garage. There's basement storage. And there's his apartment? Like, there's lockers in the basement. Oh. Like, uh, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I don't, but I understand. <laughs> uh, it's like big uh, chained-in kind of locker storage areas. Each unit has one. They talked about it in an episode. You they did. Remember. Yeah, it was the one where uh, <laughs> Randy gets cancer. <laughs> oh man, they, they slid that one right <laughs> under just, the radar. We just covered it. It's weird you don't remember. Yeah. Um, all right, I want to talk about uh, a commercial I saw on Hulu. Of course. Uh, 
<laughs> because, That's important. Yeah, it was funny. So this commercial, Jordan, uh, it came between the cold open and uh, the second scene. And I don't usually pay a lot of attention to commercials. Usually, I you know I go get coffee or uh, I, I mute the television. This one um, grabbed you though, huh? Yeah, it was a Walmart commercial. <laughs> uh, and okay, so you know, like every apparently every place that sells groceries now is like doing grocery pickup or grocery delivery. Absolutely. Yeah. So the mystery machine pulls up to Walmart, and oh, this yeah, girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You seen this? I've seen this hey, a few times. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing with the uh, the mystery machine pulled up the wall back. I think they did. They do this during the Super Bowl. I feel like they did. I don't know. I don't know, man. But this is the first time I've seen it. And uh, the mystery machine pulls up, and this girl comes out, and she gives Scooby Doo his groceries. And uh, we never see him, but we do see a cartoon paw. And uh, man, you know, she's <laughs> just really a sight to behold. Walmart <laughs> and Scooby Doo and grocery delivery. I'll tell you, twenty nineteen is a weird place. It is a weird place. I wonder how much they had to pay because there's like Knight Rider in that commercial and some other stuff. See, we're talking about they had to pay all those because this this just had Scooby Doo. Oh, they must have had a short one then. Yeah, they shortened it to get to the good stuff because who they cares did about a, Knight they Rider? did a survey and no one cares about Knight Rider, but they all everybody's care about like, Scooby Doo. Everybody's like, "What's Knight Rider?" Except for the <laughs> there's one person on Twitter that we follow and follows us who loves David Hasselhoff, but. Other than that, yeah. Not, I don't know, Jordan. just struck me as being really important, something I wanted to bring up, so I did. I'm so glad you did. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm glad you interrupted the episode. I didn't see any any commercials like that, although I do have a free trial of Hulu right now. Yeah. And uh, they've been playing some Twilight Zone commercials every once in a while. Yeah, you, ca- you catch any of the new episodes yet? I also did, so I, I did do the CBS All Access just for this mm-hmm. month to uh, watch the first couple. So we'll yeah. talk about that later, though, maybe. Mm, how about right now? <laughs> okay, we can, t- uh, we can talk about it now if you want. Well, yeah, I would like to. Uh, have you seen all three? No, I've seen the first two. So I saw The Comedian and then Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. Give me your thoughts. I hated The Comedian. Okay. Um, I think that would have been an episode where, you know, they did like 56 minutes or so. That would have been a better one where if you had the time limit of like 22 minutes because they just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again for a while and mm-hmm. slowly escalating the people that disappear or whatever. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, and it just didn't do much for me. I c- you could have done it with like two people and it would have been interesting. And I don't know. I, yeah, I here's like what I'll say about out. that one. Uh, I completely agree with you. It was way too long. Uh but I was happy that they settled on a actual like tw- that's a that's a plot you would have seen in the old Twilight Zone. So I kind of like that. Like they could have done. I just envisioned that as like a twenty-two minute nineteen sixty Twilight Zone. Like it felt kind of true yeah, to the I sort of I stories. Didn't, I didn't mind the story plotline and type yeah. stuff. I just felt like it was really poorly executed. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I I liked it more than you, but I, I do think it was too long. Okay. And what did you think of the second one? I quite like the second one. Uh, I mm-hmm. liked it better than the first one, to be sure. Um, I think, I think maybe I don't. Know, maybe we shouldn't spoil the ending, but I think um, you know the episode's very end where we get off the plane and that whole like last couple of minutes just struck me as being, I don't know, like a hat on top of a hat, just sort of too far and maybe yeah. not in keeping with the rest of the episode. It sort of played out like. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Um, Lord of the Flies, almost like that was just sort of a strange sort of ending to me. But uh, I quite liked the vast majority of it, and I thought it was a 
a good uh, homage to uh, a nice update of an old story. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I did like the ep- that episode way better, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. And uh, it was, I mean, you talk about a plot that they would do. Obviously, they already did that in, the, in a similar way. Um, but yeah, I agree that the kind of ending was it felt a little bit more far-fetched to me. Um, but I did like the little nod that they had to that scary monster, you know, that was in the original. And then I watched the original after that one, and it still it still holds up to me. Nightmare at 20,000 feet still amazing, so. Jordan kind of trying to transition from one iconic television episode to another. Uh, back to Future Shock. We are uh, in the hall, and the boys are fighting over the shower. And, and this kind of made me wonder about the Taylor's bathroom situation. I'd never really thought about it before. Mm. Um, so they don't have a bathroom on the main floor. Is that your understanding? If they do, it's probably just a toilet. So just a half? A half. Yeah. So they have the shower upstairs, but then they have the Jill's like dream bathroom they worked on in an earlier season. I guess that's that's what they got upstairs. That's it. They got two and a half baths. Which seems like enough to me. <laughs> but apparently all the boys have to get ready at the same time, so it's a problem. I guess so. Um, so yeah, there's some bathroom fighting between the boys. Uh, Tim also needs to use it as well. And this is kind of where Tim, uh, we learn a little bit about Tim's morning routine and some things that we've certainly never heard before. Uh, for instance, Tim works out every day. And when Jill Surprise. comes into the bedroom, he's doing crunches. And yeah, he does it every day. Uh, and he has, an, he has a really important morning routine. And if he breaks that routine, then uh, basically his whole day is... Uh, just will go become chaotic. I think they lose the house. I think that's why it's so important. Yeah, there's a major buildup, and uh, yeah, eventually they're on the side of the highway in a box, and uh, it's all because Tim couldn't use the shower at a specific time. So Jill kind of gives in. <laughs> yeah, they talk about how Jill has to be flexible or whatever, and um, this is the problem of the episode. It's a real humdinger. Yeah, and it comes to a really satisfying conclusion at the end, so hold on to your hats, everybody. <laughs> Jill is at the diner chatting it up with Dolores. Uh, I, I hate, like, this is such home improvement bullshit where they are like, oh, first they did this with Dolores, where, like, Dolores was a character, and they're like, oh, no, Dolores is friends with the Taylors. You guys didn't know that? Well, here it is. And now they do the same thing with Marge. Marge comes in, and they're like a friggin' triumvirate of... Gal pals, and we've never been told any of this before. Oh, it's so... I hate it. It made me so mad. It makes me miss Karen. (laughs) I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Grass is always greener, but this is like... And Marie. Karen and Marie. Marie I legitimately liked because of a locket, uh, (laughs) but Karen, you know, not so much, but like, wasn't... This was unfathomable to me. It was pretty wild. They don't even like act like it's any big deal. It's like, Oh, here's this Marge person you've seen at the hospital either once or twice. You met her husband last week, like, but she's friends with Jill. We've never mentioned it before, but that's kind of how it is. Yeah, they they get they get coffee and lunch all the time, so that's cool. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> so their uh, conversation focuses on how do we make men more flexible, and specifically Tim uh, and Marge and Dolores. They've got bad news. It's not going to happen. Marge shares about Bob and how he'll never change, neither will Tim. Uh, I don't know. And then Dolores says no one is more set in his ways than Harry. Apparently has the same nighttime routine where he watches the sports report, wakes up Dolores and asks if she wants to do it. Now, 
was it the is sports report the same as sports reporters the thing that they used to show on sunday mornings with bob lee that was the most boring like 30 minutes on sports center for that's, a given week that's what harry gets excited about <laughs> he got he got early access on saturday nights and he watched it and it kind of got him revved up <laughs> he loves jeremy Shap. kind of gets him gets him in a sweet spot ready oh, for my some, goodness ready for some sex mm. um yeah there's some uh, there's also a joke about uh i think marge wants like beef dip or something oh and, yeah uh, I get some jokes about that as well i got i have some advice for dolores why don't you and harry get divorced i'm tired <laughs> of hearing about it like you guys hate each other you should have stayed apart like you did a couple episodes ago you should have just not gotten back together because you li- like you can't stay in each other life's too short guys well, I think that, you know, if we learned anything that from that episode, they actually do love each other, and this is just a facade, so I don't know. Well, you Whatever. know what, they should, they should, sometimes they should switch the facade to acting like they like each other, just like once every, I don't know, a hundred episodes or something. <laughs> I don't know, I'm getting burned out. I'm getting as mad at her as I am at Country Living. Yeah, you're pretty cheesed this whole episode, so. <laughs> and our, you know, behind the scenes, we're having some problems as well, and that's kind of adding to the frustration, so. <laughs> what do you think of this old couple, this old man who oh my gosh it was terrible (laughs) where's my pail this episode this episode lacks dignity in so many ways and the the final like little uh i'm gonna be generous and call it a vignette uh with two old people was yet another example of just like how bad this episode is i don't know they cut to this old woman who's like i never got my husband to switch his routine and now this is where we are and he's just like shouting at her and it's garbage it's pretty good. So, as you get older, men's routines take over yours. Take that. Yeah, that's about right. All right. Later that night, Jill is dreaming. Uh, we get lots of dreaming. Lots of future. I'm going to let you take all of the dreams, uh, and I'm going to go uh, watch Deadwood and uh, eat a steak sandwich, because uh, i got nothing to say here. Uh, we're going to do the time warp right now. So, Jill has been in college for 35 years. Tim comes in, and he looks ancient. They both look ancient, I suppose. So, shout out to the makeup crew here, doing a lot of work. I thought Tim's makeup was really good. I thought Jill's was like pretty bad, actually. Uh, like her makeup in this scene that's where the community theater vibe comes into play like it looks like I, have you ever watched this is us probably not no but like no they have there it's a pretty popular show on nbc that i think i talked about, about i've heard of ago. it yeah but, yeah uh but they have notoriously bad old age makeup and jill's makeup kind of reminded me of that but tim's mm-hmm. pretty solid at least in this opening scene yeah well they love tim's the crowd goes wild so i guess yeah. i guess they recognize it too there's lots of old people hearing jokes here uh curveball the boys are the same age there's a joke yeah, about what's up with that well they they just did it for the joke that says like why when will you ever grow up yeah and what a satisfying payoff that was wasn't it so satisfying also save some money so they didn't have to put the makeup on the boys that's <laughs> true jill's uh, working on her dissertation which is conservatively three thousand pages something like that say. yeah it's, it's about it's so tall like that's a, it's like five feet stack. high yeah, like, uh, no. It, it, all they would have had to do is ask anyone that's ever worked on something like that, and they could have told you that it's not needing to be that big of a stack of papers. But It's all whatever. just supposed to be exaggerated. It's a dream, Adam. It's a dream. Sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare. Uh, that's what I want to know. I dream of routine <laughs> So uh, the wind blows and the papers go everywhere. Uh, Jill is very upset with Tim in the dream and she wakes up and she's mad at Tim in real life and uh, Tim is really flummoxed by the whole thing. He doesn't think it's fair. Yeah, he doesn't. Does your girlfriend ever do this to you? No, is this a thing people do? (laughs) 
There's been a couple of times where Andrea has woken up from a dream where I do something bad and she was kind of mad at me <laughs> until that's she realized dumbest, what was going on. That's the, I mean, like, if she didn't realize, that's fine. But, yeah, getting mad about what something someone does in a dream is probably the, one of the most absurd things I've ever heard. But, uh, Jordan, I got a hot take for you. <laughs> I don't care about other people's dreams. You ever find yourself in a position where someone's telling you about their dream? Uh, I don't like that. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not, not really into other people as well. Well, that's not true. I mean, I, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can chomp it up with the best of them. But I'm just like, don't tell me about your dreams. I, I don't think that that is interesting <laughs> conversational fodder. Like, whatever is in the depths of your mind, I don't need to hear about it. So keep it to yourself. That's just me. <laughs> you are very cheese this episode. I'm cheese, man. I just, uh, as far as dreams go, you just keep it to yourself. Not, not interested. Uh, sweet dreams are made of these. That's right. Uh, l- later that night, Jill is recounting the dream. Mad at Tim, as you said. She talks about how dreams are a window into our subconscious. There's a lot of conversation here about is Tim's routine obsession or structure. Uh, Tim, I think rightfully here, just wants to sleep and talk about it in the morning, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Seems yeah. seems okay. Tim exercises every morning. Uh, we've mentioned that before, and he says something about like just wait until I'm old and healthy, and all of the the old widows are you know pining after me, but they can't have me. Then we move into Tim's dreams, and boy, they're just as interesting. Well, Tim makes a point before he go you know before he falls back asleep to talk about how he's fit in uh, virile, virile, mm. virile, uh, and uh, boy, that does that manifest in his dream. You know what? It's funny how the things we talk about and worry about in real life end up in our dreams. Uh, isn't that the craziest thing? So in Tim's dream, uh, Jill, she's a, a very old, kind of decrepit woman, and Tim is uh, a young. The makeup is not really done up. He's got he's got some older man hair. Uh, but he's very, very buff, and he's wearing a, a tight Western Michigan sweatshirt, and uh, he's doing backflips and so on, and it's all very <laughs> exaggerated. So, Yeah, Jill couldn't even make it to school on time. She left on Tuesday for her class on Thursday or something, but she... Yeah, know, she put her cardigan something. on, like, she put her cardigan on last Tuesday. Uh, just a lot. This episode's full of really good jokes like that. The best, uh, Maybe the best joke in this uh, whole episode is... It gets to the point where Jill is talking about how awesome his routine is, and she says, God bless you and your routine. Yeah, you thought that was funny? Well, I mean, compare it to the rest of the episode. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I, it sounds like you're about to fall asleep on the other end, so uh, maybe we... I got a dream. Oh, I want man, a dream. Is... I want to tell you about this my is... dreams, Adam. <sighs> don't. I don't give a rat's <laughs> about anyone's dreams. It's the stupidest <laughs> thing that people talk about. Like, why is that a thing? <laughs> Well, right. good. Let's talk uh, about the next dream then. Where are we at Tool Time? Okay. Boy, this is a bad Tool Time episode, or bad home improvement episode, and a bad home podcast episode <laughs> for reasons pretty much out of our control. Um, yeah. All right, next scene. Tool Time. The dreams continue. Why? <laughs> Who's to say? I don't know. Uh, it doesn't get any better, though. All right, so we got Al and Tim. They're starting an episode of Tool Time. Uh, Al's makeup is okay. I He's guess. got some bushy, bushy eyebrows, I'll tell you that. That's what happens, man. Uh, you get the bushy eyebrows and the ear hair. That's two things mm. we have to look forward to. I bet you mm-hmm. already have one of those things. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which. All right. Uh, Al gets fed up with Tim for making a joke about his mother-in-law who passed away 25 years ago. Uh, and uh, and then he quits. Uh, Heidi comes out 
And, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess it's hard to act like an old person because <laughs> no, one seems to, no one seems to do a very good job in this whole episode. <laughs> no one seems to. They're all like 40 years old, but yet they seem to have no idea how they're going to act when they're 70, you know what, 80. You know what this reminded me of a little bit? What's that? The grandpa. I thought, oh, man, I was worried grandpa was going to make an appearance. <laughs> I got to say, though, and to your credit, I think grandpa is a more well-rounded character than what we're presented in this episode. <laughs> Who do you think plays the old people the best? Our old person the best here? Uh, Tim, because he doesn't have to really do anything. Uh, Tim Tim in the very first scene playing an old man is probably the pretty best. Good. Yeah, that's probably the best glimpse we get into it, because he's not, he's not trying to do too much. Everybody else is, like, trying to do too much, and it's just, it's like Halloween. They got the they got the voices. They're all like shaking and punched over. Yeah, like over your voice and... doesn't change that much. <laughs> I don't think. Like I've I, you know I've never noticed that an old person's voice just completely changing as they get older. But I guess I've been wrong before. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. I would say Heidi probably has the roughest time here. So in any case, Heidi also quits the show. Uh, Tim says, "I'll just do it for the audience." And in the audience, there are two old men, and uh, they Actual don't even like men. the show. The actual old men, they don't even like the show anymore. They're just there because it's part of their routine. Oh, man. I hate this episode. <laughs> Another right. dream. Tim talks to Wilson. We can, what do you we think can, about uh, skipping a clip here? Let's No, let's play the clip, Jordan. Let's sit back and relax and give ourselves a little break. What do you say? Uh, all right. Hey, Wilson. Studly neighbor. <laughs> Today at tool time, Al and Heidi quit. <laughs> Do you have any words of wisdom for me? Well, Tim, nothing of any significance. I've been giving you advice for so many decades, I'm at the bottom of the barrel. Barrel? How, how about this? More fun than a barrel of monkeys. Uh, that, that, that doesn't help me very much. Uh, a monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> you gotta do better than this. I mean, getting advice from you is one of my routines. Well, it's your routine to suck me dry. <laughs> Come on, you gotta have something out there. Well, let's try this one on for size. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She got sick of your routine, and I did too. All right, Tim talks to Wilson, who has a nice Gandalf beard, I would say. Uh, Wilson is finally out of advice. He's given so much over the years. So he's really grasping at monkey metaphors, which are not landing at all. Um, Tim says, you're ruining my routine. Tim's very selfish in these dreams, I guess. Fake selfish. Because, I don't know. Well, I guess he is selfish in the actual episode, too. But Tim runs in to chat with Jill. She is stuck under the coffee table, which I guess is a reference to an earlier dream where Tim does this. Does that happen a lot in dreams? A lot of references to other dreams? I don't know. Hard to say. She failed at the discipline that Tim has, and she hopes that her death won't mess with his routine. Jordan, I notice you neglected to mention the fact that Wilson is wearing a shoe at the end of the scene. <laughs> there was a good reason for that. What? What? Did you? Wh- why? Did you understand that? That was like I, I don't understand. I, I didn't get it at all. At this point, only half paying attention. But 
Uh, we do see Wilson with a large shoe on his head at the end of the scene. This was where I really kind of thought to myself, what is it that I'm watching? <laughs> I think he's doing the nursery rhyme of there was an old woman who lived in a shoe. Is this like supposed to be dream logic or something? Is that what they're <laughs> kind of playing with? You're going to have to ask Elliot and Marley because I don't know I what's happening. I'm being, too, I'm being too generous with that reading, I think. you know. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, Wilson's wearing a shoe at the end of the scene. And uh, I mean, I don't want to tip my hat too much or tip my shoe hat too much for the <laughs> end. But uh, this is this is probably one of the worst episodes we've ever covered. Uh, and I'll say more about that at the end. So uh, inside, uh, Jill's dead. Uh, we wake up in the bedroom. Tim wakes up. And uh, Jordan, he's going to try to be more flexible because that dream, uh, it scared him straight. That was a beautiful nightmare, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim's going to be more flexible, but in turn, turn, he tries to say, you know, I'm going to wake up at three and I'm going to do all these things. To which Jill says, uh, um, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's basically, that's basically it. That was that's that's what we went through all this. Pretty weird. So Jill could just be like, well, I have a question for you, Adam. Yes. What would scare you straight more, these dreams or Prison Mike? (laughs) (laughs) These dreams, because they are horrifying to watch and probably more horrifying to experience. This is just such a dumb conclusion. They don't even they don't. Nothing happens. What was the point? It was so strange. And then let's just finish the last scene so we can move on. Later, Tim and Jill are asleep. They dream together. Uh, I don't know how that works, but uh, they're 106. They look and feel good. Teeth in or out tonight, Adam? And Jill does backflips. Hells (laughs) yeah. Roll credits fade to black. This episode is called Future Shock. Uh, I hope I don't think about it in the future ever again. Jordan, a nickel for your thoughts. It's amazing that they made a 22-minute episode out of this crap. That's my high. Uh, okay. I guess, you know, we talked about how Tim's makeup is pretty good, but it's an awful, awful episode. I, I think I agree when you mentioned it might be the worst episode we've ever covered. There's like, it's just, there's nothing really redeeming about this. It's not funny. There's not really any conflict that gets resolved in a logical way at all. And it's not even really a conflict. It's only a conflict because Tim's being an idiot. So, uh, bad, terrible Really bad episode. I'm going to go ahead and say the worst episode we've ever covered, and this is, what, episode 130 or something? So 128, uh, yeah. yeah. 128. We're in rare company here. It's as if they, someone said, you know what? We should do an episode in old age makeup. We should put you guys in old age makeup. That would be fun, right? That would be funny. And they just kind of did the makeup, and then we're like, well, I guess we have to write an episode around this. Uh, they didn't... There was really... The plot was so paper thin. Oh, we need Tim needs to break his routine because the boys need to shower more. Like it was all so very half baked and just kind of silly. Uh, and then in the end, it comes to no satisfying conclusion. The old age makeup is fine. Uh, no one seems to understand what it is like to be old. The acting is just sort of just crazy. It really did have a community theater kind of vibe. Everyone is just kind of really going too big. There aren't good jokes. You got the stupid shit with Marge coming in and Jill's friends with her, and that's just absurd. Um, the boys are barely in it. Wilson's scene, he's wearing a shoe at the end. I mean, this was like a fever dream watching it uh, because it was just so confounding. It made no sense, and I woke up at the end of it just kind of feeling as though I had uh, experienced something out of this world. I couldn't have said it better myself, so... Uh, let's move on to Sean's social media corner. If you want to reach out to us, go to thehomeandpodcast.com 
We're on Twitter and Facebook at Home and Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, uh, we just released a little teaser of our Twilight Zone episode. So you can go to patreon.com slash home and podcast and get the full episode for as little as a dollar a month. This month we're doing big trouble. We're in big trouble. So get ready for that. And you can get a sticker and several other things. So go to patreon.com slash home and podcast. You can also leave us a review on iTunes or your podcasting app. Uh, we're up to 38 now, so shout out to everybody who's leaving reviews. If you write a review, we will read it on the air. So go do that as well. And Adam, what's going yes. on What's going on, on Twitter? I would just like to add on to the iTunes thing. Uh, if you write us a review, I will go back to performing uh, an original song. Uh, on oh. air so that is that offer I'm, I'm reopening that offer and i will sing you a song based really only on your username that's the information that i have uh so yeah that's a pretty sweet deal for y'all all right twitter uh a couple polls this week somebody filled in in my absence uh <laughs> and uh decided to make the polls seven days so they are still open but uh <laughs> you always do that you i'm just a, trying to get as many votes as i can you love a week-long poll and uh, it was successful, at least uh, for one of them. So, what's your favorite non-home improvement TV show of 1996-1997? 47 total votes. Whoa. 4% said Suddenly Susan. I'm surprised <laughs> it's even that high. No, I, I, I laughed when I put that on there, but wow. 9% said ER. 36% said Seinfeld. 51% said Friends. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned, I was kind of trying to swing the vote here. I said that <laughs> you couldn't have friends without Seinfeld. And then someone else said you couldn't have ER without emergency. And I'm thinking, yeah, you can because I don't know what emergency is. <laughs> I was going to say, huh? <laughs> Other poll this week. Favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. And this is where you screwed up, Jordan, because you didn't put in double team. And uh, that, that should have been in here. I thought right. about it, but I couldn't, I couldn't add more than four. Well, I think you should have kicked one out. Right. 6% said kickboxer. 12% said Expendables 2, 29% said Street Fighter, bull, uh, 53% <laughs> said Bloodsport, which is actually his best movie, but I like Street Fighter the best. Did you say uh, how many votes that one got? 17 total votes. Okay, now it's a far cry from 47, but smaller audience. Well, yeah, I think people were attracted to the other one because you misspelled home improvement and they wanted to correct you. Um, <laughs> other than that on Twitter, uh, obviously I'm starting my beef with Country Living and uh, I, I kind of started taking shots at them already, so you can look forward to that. Did anybody uh, tweet us a t-shirt of Jean-Claude Van Yam? It hasn't happened yet, but I fully expect it to in the immediate. <laughs> um other than that, yeah, you know, just uh, follow us uh, for uh, some of that good, good action, you know, home improvement action. Good, good action. Nothing better than that. Adam, teeth in or out? <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess it's time for the question of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Jordan, this episode is uh, talks about the perils of having a morning routine. Oh, uh, awful. Yeah, but in general, morning routine, not really viewed as being a bad thing. Uh, so, <laughs> Typically and, not. And I mean in every other in every other context I've ever heard of then. Uh, so Jordan, what is your morning, morning routine? Do you have one? Walk me through it. Yeah, I mean, it's changed uh, in the last, you know, 10 months It's changed or so. since you started the podcast. Because <laughs> you wake up and immediately Google search home improvement. Uh, that's, uh, that's number one, two, and three on my list, so... <laughs> Uh, no, I wake up whenever my daughter wakes me up, and uh, 
we move downstairs and we make breakfast. She gets to watch me make whatever I'm making, so it's usually oatmeal. And she gets to eat her finger food and her breakfast. And uh, I usually help Andrea get to ready, get ready before she leaves for work. So, you know, get the, get the lunch ready, get all that crap ready, and get her out the door. Um, and then we usually go for an early morning walk. She likes to take an er- a nap. So it's, it's all dependent on a baby, which, as you can imagine, happens when you become a father. So it's a little bit different than I used to. Um, sometimes I will listen to, like, a Bible app in the morning while I'm making breakfast. Um, that's about the only variation to it. So nothing too crazy, short and sweet. Um, I don't do a workout or anything like Tim, so maybe I should, I guess the walk is a workout. So it's, it's like a 30, 40 minute walk. So there's something to that, but Adam, what's yours? Uh, wake up, listen to my Bible app. Yeah, I figured. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I, uh, one question I wanted to ask, do you, uh, currently have a baby on board bumper sticker in your car? No, uh, can I mail that to you? Please. No, I'm not. I'm not a bumper sticker guy. Do not. Okay, but no. what about that one? That would be pretty good. <laughs> the only bumper sticker or any sticker I will put on my car is a home and podcast one. Checks out. Okay, what about a home and podcast baby on board bumper sticker? <laughs> what would that look like? I don't know, but I got I got time this afternoon. Actually, all right. Actually, two stickers I would put on uh, home, and, home and podcast and a Jean Claude Van Damme one. <laughs> And a Spartion sticker. Uh, oh, man. All right. My morning routine, Jordan, it kind of varies. Um, I would say, you know. Whether you have I, with, to go in or not? Exactly right, yeah. yeah sometimes okay. I have to go into the office, and sometimes I work from home. Um, if I work from home, I will typically wake up around uh, 7-ish when my girlfriend wakes up. And, uh, you know, I'll make a pot of coffee. Uh, I will... Generally, immediately, I would say with it, you know, once the pot of coffee is brewed, get the coffee to the desk, and I jump on and get working. Mm. Um, I don't, you know, I don't like to dilly dally. Uh, You know, I I, sooner I start working, the sooner I can stop. Uh, Mm. So if I can get on at around seven twenty, seven thirty, that means I'm looking at like a three thirty end of the day thing, and I kind of like that. So uh, that's sort of what I do on my days at home, and you know, obviously I'll check my. uh, home podcast, social media, and uh, you know things like that. Uh, betwixt work breaks, I'm going in the office. We're looking at like a 4:30 wake up call. Uh, make my co- yeah, it's early. Make my coffee. Uh, Kirsten will drive me to the train station, uh, and then I'm on the train for the next hour, 30, hour 40, uh, and just kind of. Sometimes I watch a movie. Sometimes I just kind of listen to podcasts and so on. But uh, I'm yeah, surprised nothing. you don't fall asleep. I cannot do that once I'm awake. I'm not a napper. Oh, I'm a big napper. I would for sure be sleeping. No, I can't. I've never, I've never been able to do that. But uh, (sighs) Jordan, here's the thing, though. Both of our routines, you know, they're okay. They don't hurt anybody. (laughs) Not that I'm aware of. So, podcast or uh, it seems fine. Uh, You know, trying to be flexible in your routine, I guess. Is helpful as well. I don't know. Whatever. Home and prude. Ca- home and pot. I can't say it. Help me. <laughs> home and home and prude. Home and prude. Yes, that's what that's what you are sometimes. Uh, uh, home improvement acts in this episode like having a routine is akin to uh, smoking, smoking cigarettes, cra- smoking crack, or something. You know. <laughs> oh, Jordan, this has been an all-time bad episode and an all-time tough record. 
listeners, forgive us if uh, there are some uh, audio flare-ups and so on throughout this episode. We did our best, but sometimes technology is uh, just a real pain in the A. But uh, mm, I think we're going right. to do better next time, Jordan, aren't we? We couldn't possibly do worse, so right. uh, that is something to aim for as well. Adam, you want to know what we're covering next week? More than anything. Workshop till you drop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sounds good to me. Jordan, it's been an okay time talking to you. Uh, <laughs> listeners, Let's not do it again anytime soon. Listeners, huh? you probably had an okay time listening. Uh, I guess I should say take care. Take care, everybody. Take care.